Hey, what's up, fam? Guess what? I am so excited to announce that registration is soon to open. February the 7th, we will be able to register for the Breaking Conference. It's our Breakthrough 2023 conference, and you do not want to miss this time of gathering. Listen, August the 18th, August the 19th, and the 20th. It's a power-packed weekend. We have speakers. We have word. We have God that is going to be in the building with us. And some things that are on your life are going to break off. Some things that are on your life are going to shift. Prepare yourself to show up one way and leave another. Registration is going to open. Hotel accommodations will be set and available for you. Listen, let's make it a power-packed weekend here in Houston, Texas. I cannot wait to see you. It's the Breakthrough Conference 2023. For most of my life, I've been on this journey of discovery. Um, in this process, it required a lot of breaking, <laughs> which is why we are at this point. The Breaking on Purpose podcast. It's a space that will allow you an opportunity to have the conversation about your breakthrough, about getting to your place of purpose, your place of power, and your place of permission. That's right. So look, it's your boy, Minister D, and you're in this space to break it's the breaking on purpose podcast let's get into this conversation What's up, fam? Listen, y'all, it's another episode of the Breaking on Purpose podcast. Uh, it's it's your boy, the Bishop Minister D, all that good stuff we love to call each other. Huh? <laughs> Listen, I am so excited. Um, last week, we took a week off. We had to, you know, had to get ourselves together. And um, this week, we're back. And um, I, I'm excited to be back behind the mic. I'm excited to be back with you. I did miss you. Um, if I didn't see, you know, it's like our podcast family and our late night breakthrough and breakthrough family. We all run together, but each one is different for me because I feel like in this space, I have a chance to connect with you on a different level. So I, I miss, you know, last week being able to connect with you on this level. So uh, listen to all of you who are listening and your faithful listeners. Um, we, I love you and I thank you. And for those of you who are new listeners, new, new to our podcasting space, Listen, welcome. Don't ever leave us. 
hang out with us. You'll enjoy this time that we spend together. Um, something different um, always comes from this space than it does when we're live on TikTok or Facebook or anywhere else. So, you know, revelations in different spaces, right? Your position determines your possession. So we possess something totally different over here. And uh, it's not lost upon me that this space offers that. So listen, I'm so glad that we're able to come back together and have yet another conversation. Listen, I was on uh, TikTok Live the other night, and um, it's very rare, I think, I'm inspired by um, a conversation maybe that we've had in the TikTok space because I try to keep the conversation separate, right? But <clears throat> there was one particular uh, comment that um, stood out to me. I was talking about hurt and how hurt is a blessing. And then one of our family members said, you know, you should do a podcasting episode around um, hurt and how it helps, you know, because I was expressing that hurt is helpful. And it never dawned on me that that would be really a good topic for a podcast. But when that was said, it was like this light bulb went off um, that, that our family member was so right. This, this is an episode that is worth having and worth discussing. Um, and so, therefore, we are having that conversation here today. Uh, this episode is entitled The Hurt That Helped. And um, many times when we're on this journey of, of discovery and growth, a lot of us make it our business to avoid being hurt. You know, you, we, we, you know what you do when you get in a relationship. You tell him or her everything that ever went wrong that hurt you in the past in hopes that they don't do it and that it don't hurt. You know, that I, I told you how they hurt me the last time, so maybe you would hear what I said and not hurt me this time. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Um, if you've done that, just just comment it or, or leave it somewhere. Let me know because I, I, y'all know I read those things. But but we've all had that moment in life where we have basically set ourselves up not to be disappointed, not to be hurt by family, by friends, on the job, um, even even sometimes by ourselves. We, we've put ourselves or tried to at least put ourselves in a position where we will not experience any kind of hurt at all, you know, um, but yet. And it seems like what happens is what hurt us more is to put all the parameters up, to build the wall, to, to raise your guard, to go through everything that you've gone through to keep yourself from being hurt and find out that it, it's, it's, it happens again. It almost breaks us down a lot more when we do that. You know, and so that's why I think this conversation was is a really good conversation to have. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm again, I, I'm grateful by it. I'm going to tell you guys how how I learned to change my perspective on hurt um, and how hurt really does help. Um, all things, first of all, the Bible says that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. OK, now I know that we all love the Lord. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> you're listening, right? You're listening to someone who loved the Lord. I'm sure you love the Lord. And so that in itself, what it tells you is, is that everything I encounter, everything in my life is a God thing. Um, I call it being a part of the all things factor. It's called the all things factor. That's what I, I call it. Um, and that, what, what is the all things factor? That means everything. 
There is good in it. There's something in it that's working for my good. It may take 10 years from now for me to find out. It may take 20 years from now for I, before I find out. I don't know the, the, the timeline of how long the revelation of whatever that bad thing was I experienced or whatever that hurt was I endured. I don't know the, the timeline of how long it would take before we, we figure it out. But guess what? It has an assignment to work for my good. Whether it teaches me something about people that will that will go with me for the rest of my life and I won't open those doors for that type of situation to happen again, then guess what? That hurt just helped me because I won't deal with that again because I can spot it a mile away. Um, whether it's the hurt of, of disappointment um, and, and it causes me to get on my A game to never be disappointed like that again, then in fact, the hurt just helps. See, the problem is hurt. The um, helpful hurt is not like other things in our life. It doesn't come back and say, by the way, thank me later. You know, it doesn't come to you and say, you can thank me for that. No. Um, in fact, some of us have, have lived a better life as a result of experiencing the hurt that we've experienced and never realized that the reason why I have been helped on my journey is because I have been hurt on my journey. Because the hurt of being lied to caused me to say, you know what, I just cannot position myself to be lied to again. Um, the hurt of, of, of me, like abandonment, because I was ab I felt so abandoned and that hurt um, all, was never lost on me, that, uh, that, uh, that left me feeling wounded and scarred. It caused me to be present for my children uh, to the best of my ability. But if it wasn't for me knowing what that hurt feels like and look like, I don't think I would have the, the heart you know, to, to not take it serious when I'm away from my children too long or when my daughter wants to lay next to me and I'm like, baby, go, go get in your bed. But then I think about what that hurt meant to me to be rejected and turned away. And then I have to say, okay, babe, come, come, come on, lay with daddy. Come, come lay down. And so I draw from that because I know that I'm, that hurt helps me sometime as a reminder to say, now you, you don't do that. You know what that feels like. I often would say that um, I never want to be absent from my children's life because I know what that hurt looks like. I know what that hurt feels like. Um, but we never seem to realize that. And let me tell you why this is good. Because you have to take hurt and make it helpful. Y'all better catch this. You have to take the hurt and, and give it uh, an assignment to be helpful in your life. Because hurt, hurt can become greater hurt if you don't use it properly. It's that one tool that if misused, it can abuse. And, and some of us, the reason why we hurt more now is because you never took the hurt from our, your past and told it to get busy in your present so it can make a better future for you. So what happens is the hurt does what it wants to do. You know, uh, if, if I was hurt as a child and I've never assigned that hurt to help me, then guess what happens? I just begin to hurt more and more. And, and then now every time something happens, my feelings get hurt instead of me saying, let me get on my feet uh, from that. No, you know what? This has been happening to me all my life. Y'all know, know how we get, you know, when we get like that. I've been there. It just, I, I just never works out. This has been happening to me since I was a kid. And, and, and then you realize that, you know why? Because I never gave that hurt an assignment to help me.
Never did. I never put my hurt to work for me. I've allowed it to work against me and with me. And what I mean by that is, is when you're put in positions, when, listen, hurt is not something you run from. And a lot of times, the reason why we do this is because we feel like if I run from it, I won't experience it again. But what happens is, what, what, what really is occurring is we're spreading the hurt out. Oh, that's good. We're spreading it out. I'm taking it from one area to another area. And now where I just had hurt in one space, I now have hurt in multiple spaces. And and what happens is it begins to look like um, everything about me is meant to be hurt. It's meant to be broken. Um, everything about what's going on in my life is just meant to happen. And then this is what, where it really gets bad for us. Now the hurt is trying to speak to me about my worth. And now I feel less and less empowered to be better, to be great. And so this occurs a lot more um, than we talk about. You know, they often say hurt people hurt people. I'm not a fan of that ideal that hurt people hurt people because what I've learned is the people hurt people hurt people who were already hurt when they got together. Because when you have situations where you are in a whole space because you've experienced hurt, you can spot hurt coming. See, it's hard to see hurt coming when you have um, allowed yourself to waddle in it. So when you when you link up with a like component, then the outcome is natural. You you know I, I say this because sometimes people say I was fine till he came along and then started breaking me down. But the truth was you were never fine. You were never fine. You were hurt and you were you were numbing the pain and learning how to live uh, without dealing with, with with what was really happening. And you had found a way to live with it. But the minute you were tested by your strength. You gave in because you 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 built a house out of cards. You built healing out of cards. You never built real healing. You never went through the process of taking the hurt and putting it to work. All right. <clears throat> so so that and it's so important that we know that. Um, so I'm going to share a couple of things with you um, transparently about my life that um, in, in instances where I had to take hurt and and put it to work. Um, I will never forget the day that my um, Uncle Cecil died. Um, that, that to me was probably one of the hardest days in my life um, for so many reasons. Um, but one being, um, one being because it represented to me um, almost the end of my peace of mind, the end of my safety. And um, and I want to talk about this uh, along the space of grief first because I think we um, grief is something that is very powerful, and if you're not careful, um, it can overwhelm you. If you're not careful, uh, grief can put pressure on you. It can it can it can literally swallow you whole and change your life. And here's why that happens. Um, because when we lose a loved one, we lose something that we care so much about, it's, it's almost unimaginable to us, unfathomable, that we can go on. That's a, that's, that's, a, that's a hard pill to swallow. 
to wake up and have someone that you are saying hello and good morning to, and then all of a sudden, nothing at all, nothing at all. I will, you know, outside of the videos I have or the recordings I have, if I have those, I will never hear this voice again. I will never see this person again. I will never share this space with this individual again. I never will. And that's a that's a hurtful feeling, um, to say the least. It's a very hurtful feeling. It, it weighs you down because it ultimately it's a one of many times in life where your path is now, um, your path is now changing. It's like riding on the freeway of life, and all of a sudden someone just sticks a dead end sign in the middle of the freeway. And if there's no way to go left or right, the only, the only thing you can do is stop and stay stuck. And so when my uncle died, I was really stuck. My grandmother was the starting point of this because many of you know I love my grandmother. That's my heart. And um, I never could imagine life without my grandmother. I just really couldn't imagine living without her because my grandmother was my safety. She was my everything. That's my, I mean, literally, I was very, I was a very disrespectful child coming up. And as an adult, I realized it. But I, I felt, you know, God, I'm so grateful that I was my worst self with her. And she loved me so much. Yet and still, never walked away, never turned her back. She was nothing like anything or anyone ever in my life, right? So <clears throat> it bothered me to think that I would um, lose her. But when I did, I said, okay. So let me show y'all something. I managed to uh, live through the hurt. I managed to, I, I, as long as I said, God, is, is, okay, cool. I'm good. I learned, I'm good. I'm good. It's okay. It's not a problem. It happened. She's gone. And here's the thing. I never dealt with the hurt. I never got over, I got through it. I got over it. And so the hurt was still lingering, but it wasn't affecting me. It wasn't affecting me. Um, so I thought, and here's the thing about hurt. It's like a, it's like a dormant circumstance. It won't affect you until it's triggered. And now when you're triggered, you're not just hurting for one situation. You're hurting for multiples. So the many things you get over and never get through it begins anytime you're triggered, all of it comes back on you. All of the hurt. I'm telling you, every from down from the childhood up to now, anything you don't deal with will always deal with you. And I did not deal with the hurt of losing my grandmother because it was too hard. So I, I just wanted to numb the pain. And the only way I could numb it is to just get over it and just move on. And try my best. I even went as far as to try to erase her out of my memory. Um, yeah. And that was hard. But when my Uncle Cecil died, I crashed. I hit the floor in the hospital and I sobbed endlessly. My heart was so broken. I loved my uncle. But I knew that hurt was not just for my uncle. That hurt brought back all of the pain of losing my grandmother. 
It brought back all of this paralyzing hurt. That I'm alone, I'm empty, and I found myself living in bitterness. I was bitter. There was no way I could be better because I didn't understand this hurt. One day I was sitting in my um, vehicle and I said, God, this is more than I can ever, I, can, I, can, I can't deal with this. This is a lot. And, um, and you have wrecked my life. I, I did. I told God that. You have wrecked my life. And, um, and the Lord literally did not respond. <clears throat> and I said, God, this is, uh, I need you to respond. Why am I, why would, why, why would, why would you allow this hurt to happen? And so I, I, I kid you guys not. I went on about three to four days, right? By the time I got to my uncle Cecil's funeral, I looked down at him. I told him, thank you. I went to sit down. Then they called me up to sing. I did the best I could. I went out to the graveyard. And um, when I got to the graveyard, they were lowering the body. I said, thank you for loving me. Now, let me tell you why that's so significant um, and, and why that meant so much. As I was going back to the family car, the Lord began to explain to me, and I mean, literally, I began to feel in my spirit that the only reason you know this kind of hurt, the only reason why you know hurt of this magnitude it's because you have endured love of a greater magnitude. And I realized that the hurt was a gift. The hurt was the proof that in my lifetime, I had loved someone and someone had loved me enough that in their absence, I would feel this kind of pain. In, in living without them, I could, in fact, feel a void that otherwise I would have never felt in my life. And I begin to realize, as someone who has sung at many funerals, that I've sung in many places, and I've sung for many families and families of people I did not know, and I felt no kind of way because I had, no, you know, maybe sad for the family. I didn't feel this measure of hurt. And it was uh, my realization that the thing that caused me to hurt was having or having known and loved this person. And it is in that moment that I say to you that hurt can be a gift to your life.
it can in fact be a gift to your journey. And so I learned in that moment that it was an honor for me to feel this way because it was proof that in my lifetime, someone loved on me to the point that my life without them is forever impacted. And I realized that the, to honor that type of love, I had to put that kind of hurt to work. I had to make it my business to make the hurt helpful. And um, that changed me. That forever changed my journey that forever changed my path as it related to hurt. And so when it came to grief, but not only did it help me with my Uncle Cecil, it allowed me to look at every soul that I ever lost in my life and see it from a different perspective. I was able to just really see it from the light of the circumstance and not the darkness anymore. And there is a gift when the um, light is a blessing and not the darkness. There's a light that comes over our lives when we are not in the dark place. There's a light. There's a light that will fall on you in the moments of your life where it should have been darkness or it could have been darkness. I will never forget experiencing Light. I would never forget it. I finally had a place in my life where my Uncle Cecil's death was not the end of me. It was the beginning of me. Where my grandmother's death was no longer the end of me, but the beginning of me. It was as though that dead end sign had been lifted had been lifted by a bridge that was built over it because I had to go higher. I had to rise above. I had to become greater because of. I had to exist on the shoulder of the hurt. And that blessed my life. We all have. We, we will all go through hurt on our, on our journey. Hurt is something essentially. It is the one metric that allows you to know that you are in fact still living. That's what it tells you. That's what it tells you. It tells you that you are yet still alive and that you are strong enough to get through this. You're strong enough to come out on top of it. That you do not have to stay in a hurt place, you, but you do have to make the hurt work for you. The next way I begin to deal with my hurt uh, or put my hurt to work was I begin to think about all the abuse that I'd endured as a child, um, the molestation, there was hurt that came with that. But what really add to that hurt was the ridicule to my to me that that I you know I, you know as a kid my young logic said you are safer with a group of girls than you are now with a group of guys. 
because you know what happened to you. And, and you're probably stronger than the girls. This is a this is an eight-year-old me creating my own logic to keep me safe because I knew enough, I, I knew enough about what happened to know I was embarrassed. And I was afraid that I would get in trouble because they would think, you know, oh, this kid's out here being nasty. I didn't know. My young mind just thought trouble. I'd gotten in trouble for so many things that I was never at fault for <clears throat> as a child. Again, remind you, my uncle would abuse me just for no reason. And so it trained me to think that this hurt was my fault. Every time something bad happened, it was my fault. I was this dark hole of negative outcome and input. So I, would, I wouldn't dare. i never forget after being molested and having my shirt and clothes all ripped up, I ran to my grandmother's house. And the first thing, instead of saying, boy, what happened? She thought, you know, maybe me playing outside and being careless. She thought I ripped my clothes up. And, and yes, I got back to the house a little late. And I was met with a whipping. My grandmother didn't know that I had just experienced the worst trauma ever in my life. She didn't know. And I was too young to realize that she would not, she did not know. She just seen ripped clothes. She just thought about how hard she worked to buy these clothes. And here I am coming home with ripped clothes and dirt everywhere. And, and she didn't know enough to say, who did something to you? Who hurt you? And so from eight to 20, I lived in silence. I didn't talk about that. I didn't share it. I was embarrassed. And it got worse as I got older because here I am, a male, a guy, having gone through that. And, 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 and in that time, men talking about it was not common. So we weren't going to have that conversation. Because the circumstances said, be quiet, close your mouth, shut up, get through it, get on. And, but with that came ridicule. He hangs with girls. He got to be gay. He don't have many guy friends. He got to be gay. I went out for football, <clears throat> and I played football, and then I never forget all that hurt came back one day as I was in practice, and the guy went, I, I had, we had to tackle, and all I know is I, I did not, I, I, I did not, um, I did not see a person. I did not see a person. I seen my past. And I just wanted to attack it. I wanted to attack it. He represented my past. And I wanted to attack it. And I'll never forget my coach saying, Richard, you got to get out of here. Get her out of here. Well, you got some problems. <laughs> He was just saying it in general, had not known that I really did. I really had some hurt. I really had some, some, some issue. I had some pain. But I learned after attempting suicide that the reason I was ready to die was because all of the hurt 
in my life had not been dealt with. And it was dealing with me. Remember I said earlier that hurt can become hurtful, more hurtful if you don't put it to work. So for me, it became clear that I was on an assignment later on in life as I began to do the work and uh, I started writing Finding Strength and Struggles. I realized that I could never have found strength and struggles without struggles. And I began to grab all of that hurt and put it to work. I begin to grab the hurt from losing my father and utilizing it to speak to the inner me and other others who had experienced this kind of hurt. See, I learned that the hurt I'd experienced made my hugs genuine, my I love you's more real, and my ability to care more sound and genuine. I realized that all the hurt in my life ever wanted to do was help. Mm. <clears throat> wow. Wow, I just had a revelation. All the hurt I'd ever endured had an assignment to spark a fire in me to help. Let me show you how this works. The reason why you have advocates for child abuse is because someone was hurt due to child abuse. The reason why you have advocates the Me Too movement. It's because someone was hurt and no one said anything until someone finally said Me Too. See, hurt can help when you put it to work. The reason why there is subsidized living and things like Section 8 and food stamps and all these things that help so many lives. It's because life without those things hurts so many families. Hurt is essentially a gift that gives reason to help. Hurt tells help that you got to do something. You got to get up. You got to open your mouth. Because if not, I'm going to make it worse. So put me to work the right way. So that you don't have to endure life the wrong way. There is a gift in hurt. I am sitting here on a podcast. I spent thousands on equipment and efforts to get to this place where I can hit the live button to tell you that your hurt can help if you get busy allowing it to. Don't run from your hurt. Don't carry your hurt. Use the hurt. To help. <laughs> we all possess an ability. To hurt other people. Even the most helpful people. Can be hurtful. And even some of the most hurt, hurtful people. 
can be helpful. So never fool yourself to think that it's just hurt people hurting people. That's not true. Because every human being that's breathing and living knows hurt, knows pain. Every living, breathing creature. Your social status does not eliminate you from the experience of it. Your economical status does not eliminate you from the experience of it. You'll experience it regardless. You'll experience it on a good day. You'll get a whiff of it on a bright day. The one good gift that I love about hurt that blesses me the more is it has taught me how to appreciate my healings. The times in my life where I have been healed and able to enjoy life, I enjoy peace more because I never, I didn't always have it. And anything you have to work hard to gain, you appreciate it a lot more. So I appreciate family. I appreciate every person that says late night breakthrough or breakthrough or whatever this family is to you has blessed my life. You know why? Because hurt pushed me to a point where I would gain strength enough one day to be able to say to people that you matter. And I'm not hurt enough to not do it anymore. I'm not allowing hurt to scream at me and say, they're going to reject you because I could care less. Just saying it, whether a person responds to it or not, me just saying, heals me every day. Every day that I give love, every day that I show up for someone, every day that I put myself first and make it uh, my business to put someone else next to me is a day that I am taking my hurt and putting it to work. It's a day that I'm taking my Uncle Cecil and my grandmother Lena and my great-grandmother Mama and my Uncle Lonnie Jean and my Aunt Patsy and my dad David and my Papa Lee and my Aunt... Um, Mary and all of these amazing people in my life, my Aunt Beatrice, my Aunt Margaret, these amazing people who entered my life, my Aunt Carol, my Aunt Brenda, these awesome, loving People, my little brother, Michael. Every day that I chose to love from the hurt of losing these amazing people is a day that I honor their time in my life. It's a day that I honor the words that they shared and spoke with me, whether it was a hug or a laugh, like my and Brenda used to say, boy, you crazy. <laughs> my and Kara just, and her typewriter dance, and my Uncle Cecil cooking beside the stove and his strength as a man in a wheelchair. My grandmother always telling me, 
you know, maybe you need to go to school, finish school so you can grow and play ball like your cousin. <laughs> that was her way of motivating me. My Aunt Beatrice, hey, sugar. <laughs> that was her thing and a nice little kiss on the cheek. And my Aunt Margaret on a mission driving the school bus to turn all her family into bus drivers. She wanted to take over the whole West Orange School District bus department with, with, with her family members. She got my cousin Karen behind the wheel. I think she even got my cousin Keisha behind the wheel one time. My Papa Lee. Say, well, Tiger. That was his nickname for me. <laughs> Tiger. Stopped by the convenience store and grabbed me something out of there. He used to grab me this little fake pack, <laughs> this little fake pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I'd be, be having stuff, and I have my little fake cigarettes, and I think I was living the good life. That was the gift. That was the gift. My great grandmother, Mama who was, in fact, a slave, born into slavery, born as a sharecropper in the early 1900s, I mean, late 1800s, I'm sorry, 1897 to be exact. She grew up through Jim Crow. She grew up through segregation, lived through the Great Depression, lived through two world wars, lived through Vietnam. Pretty white hair. And she used to hang clothes out on the line in the backyard while we yet had a drying washing machine in the house. Used to wash on the washboard and all. I mean, just traditions unimaginable. She possessed two quilts passed down to her from her mother. Marcolani Jean and my name Patsy get out there and dance to James Brown. Please, please, please. Boy, that was the best show in town. I'm telling you, boy, when they got together, oh, and he'd take one of them sheets and throw a sheet over her back and she'd come up out of that sheet. I'm telling you, the best performance at a family gathering you have ever seen. And listen, there wasn't a ticket that you could buy to see that kind of performance. Most recently, my cousin Robert, who took his life from being an inmate to a businessman. Probably one of the smartest guys I ever knew. His ability to navigate the streets and life and self-motivate, oh my gosh. Real legacy, real legacy. It's because of the hurt of losing these amazing people that I have to live forward and allow that hurt to help. So for anybody today that has endured a level of hurt, listen, 
It can help you if you allow it. It can be your saving grace if you will allow it. But I challenge you today to think about all the things that have hurt you. And now make a decision to give it permission to help you. After I factored all that in, I said to myself, you know what? Hurt from being molested and abused and abandoned and and losing loved ones. All of that that has happened, I now give you permission to go to work for me and not against me. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called. The Bible says, the Bible says that as the mother who had lost her son was walking out grieving so badly as she walked past Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus noticed her and it it says that he felt in such a way for her that he told her stop crying and walked over to her son and raised her son from the dead. Listen, he raised her son from the dead. Listen, I cannot say this enough. If you're not familiar with the love of God, get familiar. Get familiar. Here's why this is a gift. It was her hurt that told Jesus, get busy. It was her hurt that made Jesus want to help her. And I believe, I believe, That it is the same way for us. The Lord will notice our hurt. And he will then say, you know, I cannot allow you to hurt this way any longer. And then he would then, only then, he will come to our rescue and make it all right for us. He will give what we think is dead life to us. I am just like that woman. I am that woman because when Jesus seen me crying concerning my lost loved one, when the Lord seen me hurting, he said, stop crying. Gave me, gave me true, true assignment concerning my hurt listen i love you guys so much thank you all for being a part of this episode thank you so much for listening my song of the week is a song that i listen to to this day when i'm in a low place it's near the cross and it is a song i grew up listening to by none other than uh mr carlton pearson near the cross. All right, family. Until next time.
You will not break down. Okay? You will not break down. You will, in fact, break through. I love you. Hey, what's up, Breakthrough Fam? Check this out. 10 Days of Fasting is kicking off on January the 21st. That is tomorrow. We are going into our 10 days of the Breakthrough Fast. And this is so exciting and important. You don't want to miss this opportunity to partner with your family as we prepare to break through through fasting, through praying, and through trusting and relying on the Holy Father. This is our time. To get what we need from God. And the Bible teaches us that the way of going about it is through fasting and praying. I pray that you're joining us on this journey. Over the next 10 days, you'll see that at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time, we'll be going live together via Zoom to get our word and get our prayer in for 30 minutes every day. If you're needing information, click the link in the bio as it will give you all that you need to know about this breakthrough fast. We don't want to miss a chance to see God be God. Join us on this journey.